Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Hey, so uh, good morning, Hope Church. How are we doing? Feel good? That's what I, yeah. Y'all never give me that, that much feedback. Um, my name is Christian Throkio. I am the worship director, worship leader here. Um, I only had to pull two of Mark Jordan's teeth to let me preach today. Um, we are going to talk about that, real. We got a night of worship tonight themed after this word real. Um, and this pretty graphic that Brant Ritter made. That was really cool. Um, we're going to talk about what, what I mean by this, what my goal is for the message and for the night of worship um, is to have a real moment. Um, I feel like a lot of today's church and a lot of today's Christianity gets caught up in like the checklist. We're like, are we not sinning in this way? Are we tithing this much? Are we making sure once a month we go above and beyond? Um, I feel like it's a really dangerous theology and maybe process um, because this is 10 times more than um, a religion. This is, this is a friendship. This is a relationship with the creator of you and the universe. Um, so I think it's important that we get real moments instead of real checklists done. You know what I mean? You tracking? So let's, uh, let's backtrack. Let's, let's get to where we came from last week. Last week, we talked about, well, the last eight weeks, we talked about the Beatitudes, um, which is basically shifting your worldview. What are we not looking at now that we could look at differently, that we could look at to help us get closer to God, to help us view the world better, to act better, to get it in order? Um, Beatitudes are... I'm going to go in order. Hold on. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are, oh, those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we are blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Oh, no, I missed one. Peacemakers. Thank you, Mark. What would we do? Um, so this is all about our worldview. What, this kind of upside down view of how the world tells us to do things and how Christ tells us to do things. Like, if you go on, like, any social media, you go to Twitter, like, merciful, there is no such thing. Like, you log in, and it's like, if you have ever told a lie... I hate you. And that's it. And it's like, log off, and that's how your day is done. That's how social media, and that's how this 
world that we live in works. There is no forgiveness. There's no room for error. But God says, blessed are you when you're merciful. So, kind of contradictory. We don't view as the world views. We're supposed to view as God views. So, we, um, we, we shifted our worldview. For eight weeks, we really honed in and tried to shift our worldview. And for me, my next logical question is, now that we've got our worldview in order, what are we looking for? Um, faith that works is dead. If, if you have a means to see the world and a means to get a point across, what are you looking for? Um, anyone want to guess what we're looking for? Who said Jesus? That's the correct answer. The correct answer is, I think I've got a slide, God. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We're looking for, for our creator, our father, in everything that we can. Um, and now that we got our worldview in order, it, it's super easy, right? We never have any problems with it. We've never struggled with trying to find God in anything, right? Right? Is that wrong? Is it, e- is it always easy to find God in everything? No. That's the next one. Is it always? It, n- no. I put it in capitals. Caps lock was on. No. So why? Why is it, if we got our worldview in order, we spent eight weeks trying to make sure we look at things correctly, make sure we respond to things correctly. Why is it not easy? Anyone want to take a guess? This can be interactive. We can talk. We can chill. I'm not your teacher. Well, sure, yeah. That's a good way to put it. I, I think there's two really big reasons that it's not easy to see God in everything. I think reason number one is um, we are obsessed with understanding how things work. Anyone, anyone agree with that? We're obsessed with how does the human body work? How does this work? How does this machine work? Why does this happen when we do this? We are obsessed with understanding how. And when we don't understand how, we pitch a fit. And we can't, we can't stand it because we, we don't feel control. Um, I think we got a slide for that too coming up. Um, we, we're obsessed with understanding how or with getting it. Uh, with everything. Not just, not just God and what God does and what God can do, but everything. How does your phone work? How does life work? How does my car work? Um, and it can be good, but maybe the obsession isn't. Um, the other reason I think it's hard to see God and everything is because the world is against you. We have a real enemy who does not like us and does not like our God. And he will try everything to make you not understand things. So we throw our temper tantrums. Um, I don't know where this quote came from. Maybe it's from me. Maybe I'll get some royalties from it. But as the ability to deceive increases, the room for what we can say as evidence decreases. Does that make sense? So especially today, I don't know how many people in here watch Star Wars. I know Mark does. So I have one. There was a Star Wars episode where like, Luke Skywalker was there. 
that was not Luke Skywalker. They edited his whole face in there. And I did not know. So we live in a, a world today where it is beyond easy to deceive. It is too easy to deceive, to make up something out of nothing. Um, so it's a kind of an appetite for disaster, I guess. We want to understand. The world doesn't want us to understand or doesn't want us to know or wants to put us off track. Um, so it makes it really hard to just have a worldview and boom, there's Jesus. Sometimes it's easy, but a lot of times it's not. Um, so, so what do we do with that? Right. That's the, that's the next question. I, I kind of phrase this as like, so what Mark, Mark, help me with that. Like you have this problem. So what, so what are you going to do about it? So how do we help our desire to understand? Right. How do we help that urge? Two words. Ready? You don't. You don't. We have a uh, pretty horrible track record of using knowledge to not good um, means, if you catch my drift. Um, This is a broken world. We're broken people. Um, And people that don't care to be fixed often use knowledge to cause more destruction. Could you imagine the, the wake of havoc that we could cause if we understand how God did miracles or how God did his wonders or how God weaves every little thing to happen for his word to be done? I feel like we would not be responsible with that information. <laughs> I feel like it's a... Uh, like God is like, mm, yeah, we're going to kid glove you here. Um, so you don't understand. Maybe we're not supposed to understand. I don't think we are. I definitely don't think we're supposed to understand how. Um, how things work when it comes to miracles and how God does this and maybe why he weaves things together this way and why this person's life is better than me, but I don't like them and I, they don't do good stuff, but... My life can be kind of crazy sometimes, but I do good stuff, right? Maybe we're not supposed to understand how, but maybe we're supposed to know who. Does that make sense? Um, I feel like when you really get to know somebody, there's trust there, right? Um, I don't need to, even though I really want to, I don't need to know exactly how John was going to play his drum parts, exactly how Cross was going to play his, exactly how Scott was going to play his guitar parts. Because I have relationships with them and I trust them. So I could nitpick and find out and be nosy, but I don't feel the need to because I know Scott. I know Cross. I know John. I have trust. There's trust there. When trust is established, the need for... Um, I guess like micromanagement goes away or the need for angst or anxiety. Um, Trust is a trade for anxiety. Um, I printed these out really small. I couldn't see my next bullet point. Proverbs, that's it. Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all ways, 
In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your paths, make straight your paths, make your paths straight. Um, that's a, it's a perfect example of that. What, when you trust in the Lord, you lean on God for your understanding. You don't, you're micromanaging paths. They, he will straighten it out because you know him. You get to know him. There's trust involved. He will straighten your paths out. So, how are we going to know God? Anybody want to take a guess? We're going to throw some. The Word. David Powell. That's a good one. The Word. Or maybe coming to church, prayer, spending time with God. I feel like that's the biggest thing is spending time with God, having a relationship with him. I think I got a, a little funny word coming up here. So this is themed real, right? We need to have a real relationship with God. Yeah, you can laugh. It's funny. Because um, you can't know somebody without a relationship. You may think you do, but you know what they want you to know. Um, there's a huge difference between knowing of God and knowing God. Amen? That makes sense? I know people that know a lot about God. And sometimes they're mean. And I'm like, I don't really know if you... You may read, but you don't get. Um, so I have an example of this. And I'm so excited to, to have this example. This is like my favorite thing. So I have a picture of a young man coming up. That is Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I know about Stetson Bennett, okay? Okay? Don't, don't try me. He's from Blackshear, Georgia. He's 5'11". He weighs 190 pounds. Both his parents went to UGA. If we want to get statistical, he has 44 touchdowns as a career Bulldog. 5,837 total yards as a career Bulldog. And he led the dogs to a national championship. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Um, I know about Stetson Bennett. He could be a total butthead, and I would have no idea. I've never met this man. I've never sat down and had coffee with this guy. That would be dope. That would be awesome if you're watching Steady. But... <laughs> I don't, I don't know him. I, can, I could not testify to him in court. I could not say a shred about his character because um, I've never spent any time with Stetson Bennett. It feels like it sometimes, but I haven't. Um, there is a person I have spent way too much time with, though, and that is Brandon Winters. <laughs> Brandon Winters. Um, this, is, this is one of, if not my best friend. Um, him and Morgan are fighting for that right now. I'm still debating who to propose to. I don't know yet. But, but I know Brandon's stats, but I know his character more than any of that stuff. Um, Brandon Winters, I see you crying. Don't you cry. Brandon Winters is one of the most helpful people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, me and my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, Morgan, had an opportunity to get some free furniture. I have no money, and I need furniture. So we got the furniture. We were sitting at dinner one night, and we were like, oh, yeah, we, blah, 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 they want to give us some free furniture. And Brandon was like, oh, my gosh, mom and dad, when are we going? 
I can't wait. I'll bring the truck. I'll bring two trucks somehow. And this man put in a 16-hour shift on a Tuesday when it was raining to help us get furniture that we're not going to sit on for probably a year. Um, that's the testament to Brandon's character. I spent time with him. I know how helpful Brandon Winters is. Um, I also know some not helpful things about Brandon Winters. Um, <laughs> did you know? Yeah, that's one. Whether it is a Mustang, a Corolla, or a golf cart, if Brandon Winters is not going 80 miles an hour, he is not having a good time. Have you guys ever had consecutive whiplash, like multiple days? Brandon Winters drives faster than anybody I've ever met, but he's still safe, but he just has the need for speed. Um, and I know this about Brandon Winters when spending time with him and getting whiplash with him in his Mustang or eating the glove box when we hit the brakes because we're going 80 in the church parking lot. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Um, I spend time with Brandon. I know Brandon. I don't know Stetson Bennett. I don't spend time with him. I don't know him. So it seems that the answer to how do I know God? How do I find God? How do I see God? How do I trust God? Is to spend time with God. Right? That's, that's my next point coming up. Spend time with God. Um, he's not a fairy tale. He's not a bunch of rules. He's not a checklist. Um, he's not just an emotion. Um, he's a real person. He's a real being. Um, he did create you. He did create the earth. Um, and he does want a relationship with you. He doesn't, I mean, we have things that we want to live by and ways we want to view the world. But I think above all else, God sent a piece of himself to die just so he could have a relationship with us. He could not bear the thought of anything, the rest of anything without us. He wants a relationship with us that bad. Um, so spending time with God, I mean, that's, that's the answer to a lot of problems. Um, spending time with God, like we said earlier, it looks like prayer. It looks like intense prayer, not just... You know, thanks for the food, bro. Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub. Like, that's fine sometimes, but it's, it's more than that. It's intense prayer. It's conversation. Um, it's worship. Maybe a night of worship. Ooh. 6.30. Um, when, you, when you worship God and you give everything you got, whether it's singing or you're worshiping God through what you do, how you, how you speak, your job. You're spending time with him. You're interacting with him. You're having conversation. Um, prayer, worship, just coming to church, being a nice person. Sometimes you feel that little spirit swell come up. Um, just when we treat people how we want to be treated. I feel like there's a lot of Jesus in that that we don't really recognize. Um, and there's a whole bunch of scripture to back this up too. So Exodus 33 verse 14 says, 
And he said, my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. Just his presence is restoring. Just when you spend a lick of time with God, he restores you. He gives you rest. Who needs rest? Raise your hand if you think you need some rest. Um, He's got it. He wants to give it to you. All you got to do is hang out with him. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, call to me and I'll answer you. Not call to me and I'll think about answering you. Call to me and if I'm not busy, I like won't silence my phone or whatever. It says call to me and I will answer you. I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So he wants to talk. He wants to have a conversation. He wants to get to know you just like he wants to you to get to know him. Psalm 46.10, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Um, that kind of relates back to the trust, trust that he's God. I want to know how this happens. Well, why don't you just let me do my thing because I'm God, right? He probably, probably knows a little better. Last one here we got is Psalm 84, verse 1 through 2. I really, I really like this one. It really um, gets kind of complimentary of God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. Um, it's, it's, we need it, y'all. It's, it's a thirst. It's a real fulfillment that we need. It's, like I said, it's more than this checklist. It's more than come to church on Sunday. It's more than sing along to the songs. It's more than like the posts on Facebook. It's more than this and this and that. This is a relationship and it's not with a checklist. It's with a real person. And it may be hard to feel sometimes, but when we get our worldview in order, we look at things differently. You tend to have inklings when, um, when things pop up, when you give someone mercy, when you mourn. My God, I have, that's part of my whole testimony. I have, tragically, we lost one of our really good friends, Jacob Tanner, in a car accident in 2020. And I had, I did not care if I got up for work the next day. I did not care. I did not care if I got to where I was going. I did not care if I ate. But I felt God kind of hold me up scoop my cereal in my mouth, drive my car. Um, He picks you up when you can't pick yourself up. Um, He is your father. He is your creator. And he wants that relationship with you. He wants to kiss your boo-boos when you get hurt. He wants to make you feel okay when you messed up. Um, He wants you to be the best version of you that you can be. He wants you to have success. He wants you to prosper. Um, we were made to have this relationship with God. Um, you were made to have moments. You're made to encounter God. Um, one of the worst punishments they do in the prison system is solitary confinement. You have no interaction at all with nobody. There's a reason that's like one of the, there's a reason people don't want to go there. You are, we are social creatures. We were made to have encounters. We were made to have relationships and moments with not just each other, but the person who made us. Um, So 
we're going to kind of start closing here in a second. Um, I have some takeaways. And it's just kind of reflective over the stuff we've been running through. Um, first one is look for God. Now that you know how to look, look. Um, don't look for the, don't look for the act. Look for what's behind it, maybe. Um, when you forgive someone, when you mourn, when you feel like you have no energy, when you are trying to be pure in heart and you're trying to be a little more sanctified. Um, those are all good things, but acknowledgement of what's behind it is really where we get a taste of God. It's really where we can find him and dig our heels into him. Um, second point is don't cling to the how. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Um, it would be cool. Maybe we'll know when we pass on from this earth and all that good stuff. But I venture to say we probably won't care how when you're in the physical presence of God, because um, it's not important. How is not important. It's who. Who is important. Um, we got to get to know him, so we got to spend time with him. That's the last takeaway. Spend time with God. Take a moment out of your day. Take five minutes while you're getting ready in the morning and just talk to God. I've, I've talked to God in the shower. Okay, we're cool like that. It's like me time, and I'm like, all right. It's God in me time. And it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be God. I, I'm so thankful for all these good things in my life. And you're like white knuckling, like he doesn't see it. You're like, I'm so thankful. You can, you can be upset. You can be like, hey, bro, I don't, what? This, I don't like this. I don't like, I got to go to this job. I hate it. Why? I don't get it. He doesn't want your best behavior. He wants you. He wants to talk to you. It doesn't have to be pretty. Um, so look for God. Don't clean the how. Spend time with him. Look for him when you come to church, when you worship, when we're singing songs. Feel him. He's here. He wants to know you. Feel him. Don't try to understand why you feel him or how you feel him. Or is this just my chemicals in my body? No, it's him. He's there. He wants to talk to you. Spend time with him. Um... In these moments, when we look for God, we find him, we release that urge to understand. Um, we get to know him, we spend time with him. It's in these moments where, y'all are going to love this, by the way. <laughs> it's in these moments where we will trade very willingly what we think is possible for who we know is That's, um, let's get to know God, you know, let's get, let's get to know him. Let's trust him. Let's learn about him and let's relinquish this grasp on how are you instead of who are you, you know? Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get 
service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.